This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched the struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Jackson. Jordan Hare. Jordan Hare Stadium time is 8.48 p.m. Uh, my name is Ryan Starrett on Twitter at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for sunburned and still on a messed up sleep schedule. Okay, I'm going to sleep before 1 a.m. in the last week. Uh, but, you know, that's what happens when you go on vacation. Uh, to one side of me, and on the only side of me, I guess, uh, about 15 minutes away, is the one and only AU Chief. What's up, Chief? Konnichiwa. All right. First things first, uh, thanks for hanging, up, hanging on for the last couple weeks while we've been on summer break. But now it's August, so let's get to work. Uh, technically, the athletic season started today. Um, we had an exhibition soccer game. Uh, won't get too much into soccer tonight. We're going to have actually a season preview episode later this week uh, with a special guest. Um, but just you know, talking about tonight, uh, they played Memphis. It was kind of the same story as last year. Uh, they looked like the better team on the field against a pretty good Memphis team. I mean, they were a tournament team last year, but 0-0 through the first 86 minutes. Uh, nobody could score, and then Memphis put two away the last few minutes to win the game. Uh, but, you know, preseason, uh, it was weird. They did, like, three 30-minute periods. I don't know if that was just an exhibition rule. I don't think that's... Yeah, it's, it's probably exhibition rule. No. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, uh, it's probably just exhibition. And, uh, you know, being an exhibition, since they scored at the end, uh, I don't, you know, do you know how many subs were made on each side? I mean, they subbed plenty throughout the whole game. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what percentage of this, the roster, the people that right. were starters at that point. Right. Usually in a preseason game, your best team is not on the field at the end. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, so I think the first game is sometime next week. Uh, they're hosting BYU for the opener. So wow! Not sure what day that is. It's a long uh, trip for the uh, for the. Uh, what are they? What is their mascot? Yeah, Cougars, right? Yeah, the Cougs. It's a long trip yeah. for the Cougars. Right, and Mormons will play anybody anywhere as long as it's not on Sunday. Yeah. So actually, our, our opener is next Thursday, but it's at Samford, and then mm. we'll host BYU on Saturday the twenty first. So. Oh, yeah. It's the uh, the day after uh, Reminiscence comes out. It's a movie I'm uh, looking forward to. It's going to be an opening night uh, event for you. Uh, probably not. I'll probably uh, may, I might hit up the Stimulus Tuesday uh, the following go. Tuesday. I doubt that's going to be there. Well, I don't, yeah, I doubt they'll put that in Big D, but maybe they will. I don't know. Well, we got to get ready for Shang-Chi coming in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, three. Well, it's really kind of a month, but yeah, three weeks. It's it's 
Well, let's see. The, the first football game is 25 days from the day, so change yeah. you would be 23. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get into some of the other stuff we missed real quick while we were gone. Um, the Olympics have uh, come and gone, and yeah. Auburn has a gold medalist, like the best uh, best athlete in her sport, best gymnast, best uh, female gymnast in the world. Yeah. Uh, so Suni Lee won gold in the all around. Um, that's that's insane. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I know she's. We're getting a lot of hype, especially on social media, for SUNY coming to Auburn. But I don't think people are really putting that into the right perspective. Not That's coming not to Auburn, signing. friend. She is in Auburn. Currently. She's in Auburn. As of today, she moved in. Yeah. Uh, but this isn't signing the number one recruit. This isn't you know this this isn't Jabari. This is you know bringing Cam in. Right. This would be like if Cam won the NFL MVP. Yeah. Right. Came to Auburn. Right. Uh, the, I, I asked this question on, on Twitter the, the day she won. Um, and, I, I, you know, is she the most famous per, person to ever come like come on campus at Auburn as a student? And I think it has to be. I think she has as to a be. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you'd argue that. I mean, I mean, I, and I'm not counting Bo Jackson. Uh, is um, when he came back, you know, to get his master's or whatever he did. After. Uh, I think if you're saying, okay, somebody that's coming into their college career. Right. She is the most heralded. But athlete. but even then, you know, she's, I'm not sure people, people in China didn't know who Bo Jackson was. Right. And people in China know who Suni Lee is because they're right. mad that their gymnasts didn't beat her. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Like she's, I, I don't, I, there's no telling how many, you know, Twitter followers and Instagram followers and all that she has. I'm sure he, she has a TikTok yeah. too. Don't they all, not all the kids these days. Oh, I think it was Will Kelly on Twitter kind of tracking her Instagram followers over the last month or so. Right before the 4th of July, she was already higher than any other Auburn athlete at like <laughs> 50,000 Instagram yeah. followers. I think Bo Nix was next at like 90, 90,000. <laughs> um, as of, I think, the opening ceremonies, she was up to a, like a couple hundred thousand. By the night that she won gold in the all-around, she was up over a million. Yeah, she still only had a few hundred thousand uh, before that, like right. going into that. Um, right. I, I personally did not follow her because I felt like it was pretty creepy to follow a, a, a girl in high school. It feels a little creepy. College, no. Well, that's true. She's also like, there's more to it than that. Now there's like a, you know, gold medal thing. So I do follow her. She's the one of two gymnasts. I follow also follow Allie Raisman. Uh, uh, and so it's not unheard of one of the U S gymnastics Olympians to go to college and compete in like NCAA gymnastics. Like it, it's not necessarily that Auburn is going to be the national championship favorite. Sure. Now that she's at Auburn, sure. but it does uh, it does take a pretty good program and make it uh, one of the best programs in the country, I would think. Uh, yeah, um, it, you know, gymnastics is a, a strange sport. Um, I mean, one of the reasons the the girls that compete at the Olympics don't usually end up directly in college is because they're girls. They're usually like. 15 16 years old right. um, well, and and there's the whole 
you know, if, uh, if you're on the, the gold medal winning gymnastics team, usually there's a little bit of money to be made there. And yeah, that, that that's true as well. Um, the uh, now with NIL, she can still make that money. Yeah, she, she can like, still she can still make her money now. Um, but the, but also usually people age out of it. Like Simone Biles is a like uh, a freak of nature. She's, She's, she's the salty veteran at 25. Isn't she 20? Yeah, 25. Um, that's yeah. like unheard of that there'd be a 25-year-old. Usually they either just age completely out or they go go do rhythmic gymnastics or, or, or something mm-hmm. different. Um, it's just because the of what it takes. It's, it's very strange because a lot of countries have older gymnasts that compete and do very well, but the USA usually doesn't. So. Um, most of what ends up in college are people that could not make the cut for the national team. Um, and you won't see a lot of, they're still small. Like if you ever see them in person, but they're not extreme. They're usually it's girls that got too tall, uh, to, to do the, the competing. And I'm sure someone listening to this and telling me I'm completely wrong, but that that's just uh, from, from what I've seen. Uh, so, well, but, it, so the difference with SUNY is because because she's going to be a freshman right now, she's mm-hmm. 18, and because of the, the way the Olympics fell, it's only going to be three years until the next uh, Summer Olympics. Right. So at 21, she would it's still gonna, be right in her prime to sure. compete for the next uh, Olympic sure. Games. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I, I do have one bone to pick with NBC. Um, I refuse to wade into the in, the whole Simone Biles thing because I just thought it was uh, dumb and pointless to – put any energy into that uh but uh i was very disappointed in nbc uh we had someone win the all around got the gold medal in it but all they wanted to talk about was the one that wasn't in it um even even in the in the i was really bummed i I watched the closing ceremonies which were really weird uh and uh mike tarico did his like closing statements or whatever and he spent like five minutes talking about Simone Biles and never mentioned the one that won it, won the gold medal by word, like never mentioned her name or what she did. Just talked about Simone Biles and how courageous she was. And I just, just like this, this is that's not really fair. And you could just tell that NBC was like geared up. They spent probably a whole year refining their Simone Biles coverage and then it didn't happen and they didn't have any they didn't. They couldn't. They weren't ready to pivot. They didn't pivot, and the only pivoting they did was they changed the the picture on their uh, like uh, like the icon on some of their their graphics to a picture of Sony, and that was it. So it was really kind of stupid and lame, and that that's all I really that was my only uh, foray into that whole deal. Um, I don't really care about it otherwise, but that, it was just kind of a bummer. But she won a gold medal. She probably doesn't care. Pretty <laughs> starting college experience now. Uh, yeah. yeah I, personally, so I think maybe the week before, or maybe right, right around opening ceremonies, Auburn sent out emails about uh, season tickets for gymnastics, and they yeah. were it was general admission tickets for twenty dollars piece. Yeah, I got, I got two. Yeah, I'm, a, season, I'm a season ticket yeah, holder. I picked some up. Yeah. yeah. I was. So, uh, I, mean, uh, I was in line at. Uh, um, uh, uh, Pollo Tropical in uh, Orlando, Florida. And I, <laughs> we were in line for like 45 minutes and I bought my tickets while we were sitting here in line. So easy. You can do it in line. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be another thing to look forward to. Uh, like I said, just 
you're going to get a chance to see one of the best athletes in the world. Um, you know, she won three medals, uh, silver in the team all around and bronze on the bars. Um, and she'll be a, a favorite, you have to think, in some of the individual uh, national championship or NCAA. Uh, Auburn had two other Olympians that medaled. Um, there's a handful of other Olympians, but uh, for other countries, Zach Apple for the U.S. A lot of uh, people are trying to like poo-poo on that and say that's not Auburn's. Auburn can't claim that. Well, because it was a uh, relay. Oh no! Just because of uh, like Zach Apple didn't finish his career at Auburn or whatever. Oh, you know. Uh, that's dumb. Went to Auburn. Yeah, well, he he's very much likes Auburn. I don't. Uh, right. the, the way I heard it is he did not want to leave, and he ended up having to. So. Okay. Well, so regardless, he got uh, gold in the four by hundred free relay and medley relay, and then Annie Laser, another swimmer, picked up bronze in the two uh, hundred meter breaststroke. Yeah. Or was that, for, the, was that for the U.S.? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did we not have any that we usually have some that win for other countries? No, we had, um, I don't have his name here. There was one track uh, athlete. He was the flag bearer for the Bahamas this year, which is pretty cool. That's cool. I don't have his name, and then I don't think anybody else medaled. Uh, Auburn had, of Auburn athletes, there were six Olympic medals this year. That's pretty good. It was kind of funny. A couple times during the last couple weeks, you would see the SEC or somebody tweet out, the SEC medal rankings. It was like, I think Florida won. Oh yeah, sixteen or seventeen well, medals. Wrestle got like yeah, like right four medals, yeah. five medals. So the University of Florida would have been like tenth in the in the world in Olympic medals this year. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. It, it it was really funny. Uh, we really pushed it to the end there with our our medal count. So we we had been ahead in total medals for a while but going into like the last two events uh of the of the day or the night of coverage on uh what was that sun sunday or would that have been saturday anyway whatever night it was when the women's uh basketball final was and then the volleyball final was like right after it we were we were two back from china in golds in golds and we won both of those and yeah, we, we, we were not favored. Like four more. We were not fa- well. Uh, I I think what happened was is they had not added the the we won a wrestling one as well, um, and so uh, and I don't think that was being counted in the medal count yet on some of the sites because you know okay. they think we're all dumb and can't figure out who's won what. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the uh, final uh, medal counts were. The U.S. had 113 total, 39 gold, 41 silver. Yeah, and so China had 38 gold. China had 38 golds. Yeah, so the the um, the women's volleyball is what put us over the top on the on the go- on the gold medal count. And then we had a we had somebody win the marathon, uh, or not win it, but came in third in the marathon, uh, the women's marathon, which is the last event always. Um, did you see this is going off topic? But did you see the one uh, the Dutch? Uh, woman in the marathon. No, we're bigger than Netherlands. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she finished. I think it was twenty sixth or twenty eighth. I mean, not close to yeah. contending for a medal, but um, there's they interviewed her afterwards, and she was just breaking down into tears when they told her what she finished. 
So apparently uh, she was a teacher and, like up until very recently yeah. and qualified for the, the Dutch team uh, very recently. This was her third ever marathon. Oh, my God. She finished 28th in the Olympics. That's crazy. She's like, oh, I was just happy to finish. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, we, we had uh, we had somebody finish third in that, so that's pretty good. Okay. Uh, and that, that was the last event. But, yeah, I, I stayed up and watched uh, both the women's basketball final and the, the volleyball final. The volleyball final was really good. It, we won three in straight sets, and uh, we, you know, we weren't favored. So it was pretty cool. Uh, and that that put us over the top. I was I was in here fist pumping like crazy because we beat China <laughs> at something, <laughs> and we beat Brazil in that final. By the way, not not China. Uh, but. Uh, all right, you want to go into the NBA draft? Oh uh, sure, yeah, let's do it. All right, so we've spent a lot of time this past sort of summer, last couple months, talking about uh, Jake Thor and Sheree Cooper. Yeah, kind of expecting them to be first rounders. May, thought maybe they would slip into the very beginning of the second, uh, but pretty sure they were going to be first rounders. Yeah, the last time you uh, heard from us, I think was uh, me and Crow, and uh, I was I was in bed in the laying in the bed watching some Olympic coverage, uh, eating my uh, Pollo Tropical, uh, uh, and we we talked about the draft and how. Yeah, these guys will definitely be first round or maybe high second round for Thor, blah, 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 or Sharif, I think, at the time. Uh, so, yeah, that, that didn't quite happen. Yeah, yeah, um, we were wrong. Much, much to Alabama fans' delight. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so, JT Thor slipped to Charlotte at 37. I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about Charlotte's roster, except for they seem to be in a big uh, youth and athleticism movement. Um, which I guess that fits Thor pretty well, being the youngest guy in the draft and being 6'10 and a athletic freak. Seems like that uh, probably worked out pretty well for uh, our, our uh, buddy Jack, our fearless leader. <laughs> Since he, uh, is, he a, is he a Hornets fan? I don't, I don't know, know, but he, he lives in he lives in uh, in the, the the TV market for the Hornets, <laughs> right? Charlotte doesn't he live in? Uh, I think he's in Winston. Which I don't yeah. know how far away that is, but yeah, well, it's it's a lot closer than anything in Alabama. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, so he's I know he signed his contract, and it, it was hard like, finding details on it. So, like last I minute, think it was an NBA contract. Yeah, yeah, he signed a two way. He, he signed a straight up NBA contract. Okay, Sharif signed a, a two way. Okay, so a lot of times those second rounders they'll end up signing two way deals, but Thor got a full contract. Um, yeah. So hey, the, 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 does that mean the, he's automatically on the roster, or could he still be in the G League this year? Uh, I, you know what? I don't know. This is where we need Crow. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. I, I mean, maybe they can send him down to get get some minutes. I, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could be on the G League. He just gets paid like a uh, first teamer. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, that's how I would think that would work. Uh, I, I think we're missing the big biggest point here, though, is that. Uh, the greatest ever thinks uh, thinks a lot of Thor. Give him a give him a big boy contract. The, the next Michael Jordan. Sure. <laughs> it maybe hey, James got some North Carolina experience. Oh yeah, I do. Where where is Charlotte in relation to Winston Salem? 
So Charlotte's going to be very close to the border with South Carolina. Uh uh Um, If you take, uh, depending on which part of Winston-Salem you're looking to go to, you can either go up uh, Interstate 77 to Statesville and then over. It's about an hour, 15 minutes. Okay, so it's close. All right. Or you can go up uh, Interstate 285 and and go at, uh, if you're looking for the south or east side of uh, of Winston. Gotcha. Okay. So, see, it is a good deal for Jack that uh, JT Thor is playing in his backyard now. Absolutely. Well, about as far away as that uh, to Auburn, Sheree Cooper probably going to be playing in College Park a decent amount this year. Yeah. Uh, went to the Hawks at 48th overall. Um I still don't really understand the slide. Um, and through his first two G League games, or summer league games, rather, I don't think anybody else does either. Um, yeah, he, he almost dropped a triple-double tonight, hit five threes, won a buzzer beater. Hit a, hit a game winner, yeah. Same. Uh, you know, just just normal stuff for Sharif Cooper. Uh, I mean, nine assists is a little low for him. So Well, and it was just like in the first game, there was several missed you know, easy basket yeah, by right, right. some other guys on the team. So it could have been higher. Um, obviously, he'll be behind Trey Young. Um, and I don't know if they're going to want him on the uh, NBA roster at least to start the year. Um, I mean, so he can it, get more it, to the it just depends. Like, if they think he's an asset, they'll just go ahead and bring him up, and I guess they'll give him a big boy contract. If uh, Yeah, and they certainly could. That's how it goes. Uh-huh. I mean... I, I think they might be tempted, at least at the start, though, uh, because Jalen Johnson, their first round pick, who I also think was a steal, think was a steal. He kind of had a falling out at Duke at the end of the season, and then mm. I, I think he would have been a lottery pick had that not happened. Uh, yeah, and, the two and of them look really good playing together through two games. Maybe they try and pair them up in the G League. I think may, and maybe we shouldn't get too carried away with summer league since he's probably. He's playing against a bunch of bums. Pretty much. So. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I didn't think it was funny how many SEC guys from recent years are on that Hawks summer league yeah. team. Uh, AJ Lawson from South Carolina, Emerald Schofield from Tennessee, uh, Skylar Mays from LSU. Yeah, I, um, uh, I, I actually turned on, before I came uh, into my office here, I turned on the TV for the dogs to try to keep them from barking. And uh, I turned on a little summer league action and uh Saban Lee made an appearance now. I was like, oh yeah, the bandy guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, we'll see what happens with Sharif uh, this season. I mean, I we're talking like he's gonna be uh you know MVP, but obviously it's two summer league games for a second round pick. It's, yeah. Honestly I'd I'd almost rather him just Go to go to College Park and get just play thirty five yeah. minutes a game and just because well, that's what he didn't get his, last year. Yeah, he didn't exactly practice right. much. He only got what was it, eleven games, twelve games, yeah. uh, college. So he that's what he needs more than anything is a chance to find a rhythm, um, just get consistent playing time. Well, I I think also like, I mean, he just. He's shown he can shoot the three ball now, which is his big Achilles well, heel. That's in, the only in thing. Game. In one game. Yeah, that was true. But, uh, yeah, I guess so. anybody could get lucky in one game. I guess I could go out there and hit five threes in one game. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it, just, uh, it just seems to me if he could do that, you know, that's 
that's that shows that's a sign that his game has improved and uh whether you know competition is a lot stiffer in the NBA or not that's still like if he's hitting threes like that then he's going to he's going to hit threes like that if he's even a 35% three point shooter in the NBA he should be starting somewhere obviously he won't be in Atlanta because with Trey Young but uh his uh, playmaker hey. You know, with these new rules, maybe Trey uh, has to take a back seat to Sharif since he can't get these <laughs> fake fouls anymore. Definitely not a part of Sharif's game, though. No, it's not. He gets the real fouls, man. Yeah. I don't remember Sharif doing any of that crap where he, like, made non-basketball moves to get a foul. Do you? I remember, I, Jared, I remember ha- two Jared Harper games. used to do that. <laughs> I remember two different games, one where Sharif, I think, had 20 free throw attempts. Uh, and then the Kentucky game where he got hacked every time he went to the basket and had two free throw attempts. Sure. Yeah. So. But but uh, I'm just talking about the rules where you can't, like, throw your arms into somebody and get the, the shooting foul call, which is what Trey Young liked to do. Or the I mean, uh, Trey Young yeah, I'm just dribbling up the court and then just stop in front of someone. Yeah, yeah. And have them run up the back of you, and that's a foul. Yeah. That I mean, he, stole from, he stole that one from Chris Paul, though. So I mean that that to me that's a foul though. Guy needs to be paying attention to what he's doing. But you know whatever. Look, if you're in traffic and somebody rear ends you because you stop fast, it's their fault. That's true. It's true. Uh. All right, let's uh, let's take a commercial break real quick. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does anybody listen to these anymore? Is Jack cutting this stuff out when we do these breaks in the middle, or is he just leaving them in? I hope they're staying in. Uh, Who knows? All right. Let's get into football. Uh, Fall camp started this past week. Um, uh, at some point before the season, we'll do a whole depth chart. Uh, what do we normally call it? Depth chart, depth charge. Um, and I say I figure we'll do that closer to the end of fall camp once we actually have a little bit more to go off of. Um, right now, it just seems like there's there's two different groups, like one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and it's supposed to be like veterans and new guys, but then they're also mixing that up. So you don't really know who's working with who, especially in place like the offensive line. Um, do we want to talk about vaccination status of the football team? Yeah. Mm. Let's, uh, no, not really. No, no, no. Let's keep that. Just get get your shots, please. Thank you. Yeah. If you are, if you are healthy enough to get it, to talk to your doctor, please. Specifically about the football team. We don't have to get into (laughs) public. No, I just, uh, no, I don't. I don't really. Just, uh, 
We better not have to forfeit a game. Yeah, that's all I'm worried about. That's, that that is, is on the table now. The SEC said if you aren't ready to play, you have to forfeit. No reschedules. I, I, I literally then, have zero concern for anyone on the team's health, but I don't want to have to forfeit a game. So Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's to uh, Lane Kiffin with the Ole Miss having full vaccination. That would be painful. <laughs> Maybe you need to uh, appeal to their their. I I I wonder if Kiffin appealed to their baser instincts. Like, dudes, if you want to party, you got to get this thing. All the bars are going to require it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe all our uh, vaccination rate will go up if Skybar requires vaccine to get in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if there was a bar, if there were, we were going to list probability that bars downtown were going to re- uh, require vaccines, I'm going to go ahead and say Sky Bar's last. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say that's a pretty good bet. Do you re- <laughs> do you really think uh... <laughs> the one place that never really shut down? Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Like I, I, I might even you know if we expand outside of downtown. Is the Strut and Duck still open? Because no, the Strut and Duck burned down <laughs> several years ago. Okay. Like I, I, I think y'all are going to have to make fun of me here because yeah, I don't know what Strut and yeah, Duck Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was down there next to Conway Acres. Do you know where Conway Acres is? Uh, wire, wire Road? Out wire towards Exit 50? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, pa- yeah. it's beyond where you would turn to go. Oh, to- that's out by the soccer complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's before okay. you get to the soccer complex. I used to live in Conway Acres. So, uh, shout out to Lonely Tailgater. I believe he used to live there too. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into fall camp then. If we're not going to dwell on that too much. Um, fall camp started last week, and it seems like we're getting a lot more access uh, than previous years. Um, see, they've had either interviews or or viewing windows pretty much every day for the media. When I say media, I mean real media, not us. Um, sure. And well, I, I I'm sorry. I I was led to believe that they were it's just way more restrictive these days than it used to be. Depends on who you read. <laughs> um, yeah, because like I, coming off the Gus era, where I don't think they got any of that access. It's Pretty surprising how many players they've gotten to talk to. I mean, they got to talk to coordinators this week. Um, so I, I don't know. It just seems like it's more than uh, previous years. Oh, it's it's definitely more because we're actually getting videos in practice, and that would have never ever happened. <laughs> yeah, except right. from the official account. Exactly. Well, we didn't want it to leak out about Chandler Cox playing quarterback. Yeah, except it did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the one bit of like big news, I guess, uh, so far is that Tyron Truesdell no longer with the team. Um, they asked Brian Harson about that. I guess that was today, and didn't seem to get a lot of details. Just that he wasn't going to be with the team anymore. So I don't know if that leaves him um, with his career being over, or if he's going to try and play somewhere else this year. Um, Best for him. Uh, you want to you want to monger any rumors there, Ryan? Is I, this, I am uh... not going to do that. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. 
but that does leave a open spot on the depth chart. He was one of the few kind of penciled in starters on defense. Um, so either Tony Fair, the UAB transfer, or Lee Hunter, the freshman, will be taking that spot at nose tackle. Um, probably see a healthy dose of both of them, if I had to guess. Um, sure. And and really, Tony Fair is going to be your guy for when we play teams that are just going to try and bludgeon us, which there honestly aren't that many of on the schedule. I mean, Arkansas doesn't play that way anymore. Um, South Carolina might. Um, I'll believe it when I see it from Georgia. Yeah, I mean, and I, second, they're they're big on JT Daniels having a good year, but I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Well, that's what I said about uh, Joe Burrow, and look how that turned out. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> look, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> But, you know, that's I think those are going to be the teams where we see a little more Tony Fair. I I think you could even I don't want to say kick Caleb Wooden inside, but you could kick some guys inside and maybe fill that with your quote unquote defensive ends as far as the uh, the three, four goes. Kick those guys in and make that part of the two, four, five. That's almost certainly going to be our base defense anyway. Yeah, you pretty much always have to run out of a some form of nickel at this point. Everybody's running three or four receivers. Um, so, yeah, it seems like the two, four, five is going to be where they go with that. Um, you know, with one of those outside linebackers being essentially the buck from the last couple of years, just pass rusher. Um, but so outside of Truesdale being off the team now, seems like the roster's fully healthy. Uh, it was interesting. There was... Uh, Apparently, the whole stipulation of letting all these media members into practice was that they weren't allowed to report on who wasn't playing. Or if, like, if anybody was on the sideline, on a um, crutches or anything, like they, they weren't supposed to report on that. Um, which, I, I don't know, I, that seemed fairly obvious to me, but I think some reporters took uh, armor to that. Uh, of course they did. They're <laughs> journalists, Ryan. Yes. And, yeah. And again, do you do you want no access or or this? I mean, right. I, I get they're they're trying to trying to make a living. They're trying to get news out. They're they are followed on Twitter for trying to get these things out. But it's a very different time from how you from even how it was fifteen years ago, where yeah. something that happens at practice will be immediately known everywhere because you have the ability to do that. And we can't just rewind the clock and take Twitter away from people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you have a team so, of, and you include walk-ons, 100 plus 18 to 21 year olds, even if they're not blatantly tweeting things out that they're not supposed to, they're going to tell people and it's going to leak. They true. have friends. Uh, yep. I don't know. Like I said, th- things get out. Yeah, um, or someone needs to generate some clicks on their site so they leak sure. It. Yeah, you can always uh, like news- under some things, but they're not anymore. But uh, <laughs> maybe they uh, maybe they have a site that they didn't buy the domain for, and they need to well get some people going there. Well, you you could always drive clicks by saying that Auburn needs to 
build a Death Star. Oh, good lord. To combat the other Death Star. <sighs> Rebellion can't blow it up. I don't know. <sighs> I'm trying to be I, nice. I, I saw that and immediately thought of you. I was, I was happy to send that your way. You were the <laughs> third person. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that bothers me with it is the graphic that that quote is on is an image of Bo Nix and it's it's already making the rounds nationally. Oh, Bo thinks they need to to be the new Death Star, and I guess he's never seen Star Wars. It's, he may not um, have. Uh, I, he I, may I, not have, but that's not the point. Right. Bo didn't say it. I um surely his uh his teammate Anthony Schwartz made him sit down and watch it if he hadn't already seen it. Um, but um, uh, I, I, there's a typo. In it, and it's still up, and has not been fixed. There's been no, nothing changed. There's a typo in it. I forgot what it was, but I did notice that as well. There's a missing article in there. Yeah. Um, and um, so that makes you look dumb. Um, fortunately, the quote itself is so dumb that um, people don't even notice the typo. I guess. <laughs> um, look, yeah. I get the sentiment of it, um, but don't talk about Star Wars, please. Uh, uh, please. Is this kind of like when uh, when teams do whiteouts, they like to put out their uh, Stormtrooper graphics? Uh, I mean, stuff. whatever. Hey, the Stormtroopers look cool. It's not, it's not about the substance with Stormtroopers. They look cool. What do you want them to, to do? Clone troopers? Oh, they're way cooler. Ah, are they though? Yeah, I don't know about that. Just because of the Clone Wars, but. <laughs> uh, so, just a couple other observations in practice, and I'm as soon as I say that, I realize I'm stealing that from Ferg. So, credit to Ferg at the Auburn Observer. Uh, and honestly, that's where I read most of my stuff now. So. You should too. Yeah. Um, it's the only site you really need. Pretty much. Uh, unless you want to count down the days to college football season with us. Well, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Besides our site. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> also, unless you're like super like deep in the weeds in recruiting, maybe you have to subscribe to something else. But uh, you know Just what? Stuff. That's all you need for recruiting. We're, we're here for your soccer needs. Uh <laughs> And your countdown Absolutely. needs, man. Uh, we got the. I, master- I think you do the best countdowns. Shout out to James for championing. Got the best, the mastermind behind the yeah. The countdown. That was, I, it. It was really just a, a random thought that I had, and it led uh, Josh Dub and I down a wormhole, <laughs> and uh, it it also allowed us to educate Ryan on who some people <laughs> were. Because one of the, the one of the funniest parts of, of researching this was when he saw there was a touchdown by a defense a, a pick six by a defensive end um, in the twenty was it two thousand eight uh, LSU game and he was like what number did he wear and we we said we all said eighty three because it was Gabe McKenzie like wait yeah. why is the defensive end wearing eighty three <laughs> because he was a tight end Ryan. Uh. 
And you know what? We're probably going to happen again. We're the only defensive touchdowns we get this year from, you know, like J.J. Pegues wearing 89, which would be is, hilarious. Is he still wearing 89? In practice so far, he yeah. is. Well, yeah, I, he is. That, that, that could change by yeah. opening well, day. There's a new DE or a, a defensive lineman number that opened up. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't have to change. You know, that's the that's the beauty of college football is yeah, you other don't have to than offensive linemen, you can wear whatever you want. We're still hunting for that first uh, number zero touchdown. And that we yeah, are. Did, so Demetrius Robertson got to practice today. He practiced today. He was with the team anyway. Uh, do we Brand know zero? his number yet? It, so in that the draft, was, when he committed, it was he was wearing a zero jersey. Right. Right. And Malcolm Johnson Jr. already has 16, which is what he wore at Georgia. Interesting. Oh. All right. Maybe we've got our first zero. At that point, you know, if we don't get a touchdown with zero, then things have really gone off the rails. <laughs> um, I want to see a tight end wear zero. Just to really rile people up. Uh. Well, it wasn't zero, but you know what number Jason Witten wore at Tennessee? Was he? What was he? One? He was one. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Big Jason Witten wore number one at Tennessee. Mm-mm-mm. Interesting. And of course, you know, we had Tommy Trot wearing eight. Or no, excuse me, Tommy Trot wore five. Cooper Wallace. Cooper Wallace wore eight, yeah. Anthony Mix, number nine. Well, Mix was a wide receiver. Uh, yeah, he was, and he actually started as eighty-nine, and then sure. he moved to nine uh, his sophomore year. Indeed. Well, so speaking of receivers, uh, that's what I wanted to kind of get at uh, from the first couple of days of camp. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like, and and maybe I'm reaching here. It seems like the impression a lot of people have gotten is that we're getting a lot more detail-oriented on the, uh, the technique at wide receiver with Coach Corbin. Oh, oh. Um, imagine you know, that. Maybe having, maybe having an actual wide receiver coach wide receivers uh, helps. But, mm. uh, yeah. Ferg kind of went through a couple different drills they were doing, and I, I won't go into all the detail there. Like I said, go, go read his stuff. Listen to, listen to him and Painter as well. But um, uh, we never got that kind of detail and again, maybe that's just because the reporters weren't watching practice, but uh, it seemed to make an impression on a lot of people that they were going into that kind of stuff. Uh, it was seemed new to these wide receivers. And every wide receiver they talked to was talking about, oh, well, there's more routes to learn. There's just more. There's more to do now than there was in previous years, which I think we all kind of knew and uh, had different opinions on. But, you know. Maybe maybe they're having it's, those issues in Central Florida now. Who knows? It's it's not something that uh, has never happened before because this exact thing happened in 2009 that summer because we went from again a wide receiver coach who may not have been uh, <laughs> phenomenal at his uh, at, at the technique portion and I'll put it this way he one of the worst wide receiver coaches ever to live anyway uh, go ahead yeah. I, and well, and, and as evidenced by the fact that while he did get another assistant job, it was not coaching wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> That's right. He, 
he became a uh, running backs coach when uh, uh, under Sylvester Croom, I believe. As of like last was, year, he is still coaching Division One football. You know, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Terry Bowden can still be coaching anybody. Can keep coaching. That's right. We went through a lot. He is of the assistant days. running backs, and he's the special running backs and special teams coach at the University of Florida. You know that makes sense. No, it, he, it, he was at Mississippi Kroon. State. It was he was at Mississippi State. Uh, Stay around with, for the beginning of Mullen era. Yeah, with Mullen. I, I, honestly, he was probably there the entire time with Mullen. Yep, who went straight from all listeners, to and then uh, maybe the people my age. Who who is this person we're talking about? Greg Knox. So this was Greg Knox. <laughs> he was wide receivers coach the entire time Tuberville was. He was at Auburn. He's he was uh, Tommy's uh, wide receivers coach at uh, Ole Miss. Was he not? I believe he was. He was he was one of the ones that came over. I'm I'm thinking. I'm trying to think back of who all came over. Noel Mazzoni I mean, did. I know he was at Ole Miss. I'm pretty sure he's the uh, wide receiver. Yeah. I, I think Eddie Grand was at Ole Miss and came over. Um, and Greg, I believe Greg Knox was as well. He was so, He was Tubbs' uh, wide receiver's coach at Ole Miss. Yeah. So, and when we had a plethora of talent in that room, uh, things were going very well, which we did in 2003, 2004. I mean, we, you know, the <clears throat> what may be the best recruiting class as far as receivers that Auburn has ever had is uh, the 2002 class that mm-hmm. was Mix, Aromashudu, Obamanu, and Courtney Taylor. Courtney Taylor just redshirted because yep. he was a converted high school quarterback. Back when you used to redshirt people uh, at a high school. Well, now you can well, redshirt them, and they can still play four games. That's right. true. Or the entire year if it's you know a global pandemic. But, Usually, if somebody's very talented, you don't redshirt them though. Now these days, right? But I mean, these guys were were good enough that I mean, Obamanu and Arumshadu started the opener on the road yep. in uh, at USC. Yep. But that was you know pure talent and. So that was so five years later, once Courtney Taylor graduated, you know, the mix of Roma Shadu and Obmanu graduated in 2005. Taylor was gone after 06. And then all of a sudden in 2007, we were led by Rod Smith, who, God bless him, was a former walk on and did a great job yeah. uh, as, the, as, a, as the leading receiver. But when you take that kind of step down in talent, because the rest of the receivers just aren't getting it or they're not being taught proper technique and you're not willing to shove the guy aside because he's too close to the retirement, uh, to vesting yeah. in the RSA well, retirement plan. We also had uh, several busts at receiver during that time period. Um, uh, yeah. Some guys that didn't qualify, um, a guy yep. who I've had on Montez Billings, are we? I, I love Montez I, Billings. I but. Montez was – uh, he was on the countdown list. He's still the last 84. Um, but, you know, there was uh, there was Tim Hawthorne who, yep. you know, not all of that was under his control. He got in a really bad car accident. Yeah, it was never, uh, never I don't the think same. he was ever the same. Uh, you know, he was a big enough recruit that 
his dad worked for State Farm in Birmingham, and Alabama fans canceled their State Farm policies <laughs> because of Tim Hawthorne committing to Auburn. Yeah. So, well, at the risk of spending too crazy. much time on Greg Knox, I do want to ask oh, one yeah. question. Uh, do you know his career record as a head coach? <laughs> no. Knox's record? Uh, as a head coach? He, yeah, he interim coached the bowl game after Mullen went to Florida, didn't he? He sure and did. I think he, and do you know who he beat? won? Do you know who he beat? Did he really? Uh, when did Mullen go to Florida? On uh, Paula James. You can get there. Uh, yep. Hang on. 2014? No, 27, 2017. 2018 was his first year at Florida, so it would have been the 2018 or 2017-18 bowl game. Wheels are spinning. Does it help if I give you the bowl? Yeah. Citrus Bowl. Or sorry, no, that's the Tax no. Slayer Bowl. Tax Slayer Bowl. Yeah, okay, so the Gator Bowl. Uh, was it Bobby Petrino? It was Bobby no, Petrino with uh, Lamar Jackson at quarterback. <laughs> Greg Knox, man. Greg Knox, 1-0. <laughs> he has uh, some really great profile pictures if you ever want to look those up. He has, some, he has uh, what I would call definitional crazy eyes in most of his pictures. <laughs> yeah. I think he also, if I remember right, he has a master's in kinesiology. Of course he does. Of course he does. Why do I know this? I don't know. I ask that question about a lot of stuff, James. Yeah, I don't know. If you, <laughs> he's been the uh, fairly or unfairly the uh, target of my hatred from that entire uh, coaching staff. Everybody hates yeah, the barbecue yeah. crew. I hate Greg Knox. Sorry, Greg. Well, I mean, sure. I just hate Brandon Cox. I love Cox. <laughs> it was it was all of them that that stayed on the especially the offensive staff as Franklin came in and it just four games it, honestly two games in we realized it wasn't going to work and yeah yeah well know, there, it's it, it's still I I remember there was it was a two day stretch where. Franklin said he was going to own more of the offense, and then the viewing window at practice, he was literally coaching every single position. He's yeah. running around like, like a hopping around like a rabbit, trying to coach every single position group. As all of the offense, all of the rest of the position coaches just kind of stand off to the side, and a day later he resigned. Yeah. Wild days of. Uh, the, technically, that one's after the creation of Twitter, but nobody was using it yet. So, right, I I did have a podcast, by the way. Uh, I, what I still believe is the first Auburn football podcast. I I had it going. Uh, I, it wasn't it. Oh well, it was. With our first episode was the night of the Vandy loss. So, ooh, um, here we go. Um, just getting off on a great foot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, football on the plains is what that was called. Yeah. If you want to look that up, still, is that archived anywhere on the internet? Uh, it. I believe it is still available online somewhere. Look it up, guys. We want to hear. Uh, well, I guess we heard like what eight-year-old, nine-year-old chief a couple weeks ago. Now we'll hear twenty-five, twenty-six-year-old chief. 
Yeah, there was a, a 24 year old. Uh, I'm not that old, Ryan. Uh, uh, the, whatever, it's all the same. <laughs> there, uh, there was also a YouTube channel for a while that I was not involved in. So uh, that that wasn't me. Yeah, one of our uh, one of our politics. most loyal listeners was my co-host on there, Stitch. He's he's listening now. Anyway, is he a alien? Project 66. No, no, not getting the reference. Okay, that's um, it's a leave. I was stitch thing, but yeah, I'm, uh, no. <laughs> I'd aged out of Disney movies by then, right? Me too. Yeah, but you're back in it now with the uh, you got kids, right? Uh, yeah, we watch more of the old ones that uh, I used to like, and and the new newest ones. So just We've, not that. We have watched. He has watched Lilo and Stitch. I barely paid attention. It's got Craig David in it, so how could you go wrong? But anyway, Um, all right, we'll do one more thing before we wrap up. Um, It's the beginning of the school year this week. Mm -hmm. It's the beginning of the athletic season. Uh, Marching band is out practicing on the practice fields. Soccer's got their exhibitions going. And I can report it is uh, very hot in Auburn, Alabama. It, it was nice today after the rain. Yeah, well, it, it, came and I, it was in like the upper 70s. Not too it bad. was overcast for like two hours this afternoon. That, that helped right. out a lot, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we're, we're, uh, we're here. We're officially in the preseason out of the offseason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go on the record. I, you don't have to give a final record prediction if you don't want to but uh how are you feeling about the football program as a whole well it depends on what we are optimistic about where we're going are you concerned about the coaching staff and uh, on I mean, whatever i don't know whatever your thoughts are depends on what i read when i look at ferg's uh practice uh reports i get really hyped and uh when 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 I see things like uh, TJ Finley and Bo Nix are going toe to toe and looking great, it, it gets me like feeling real hyped for it. Like we're going to win everything. Uh, and then uh, at other times, I feel like we're uh, if we win six games, I'll feel I'll be happy uh, or not happy, but I'll uh, <laughs> think that we've done the best we can. Yeah. So I think there's a. And anywhere from five to nine wins, just regular season, that's uh, certainly out there. Mm-hmm. I, I think five was is certainly on the low side. I think nine is probably a little too high. Now I wear my, I wear my orange and blue glasses, and I, I, I could see ten. I don't see why sure. not. Um, but I think nine it would be a great season. I mean, at yeah. that point, you are you're beating someone out of Alabama, Georgia, LSU, A&M, Penn State. You're winning uh, if, if it's not if it's nine wins, you're winning two of those games at least. You know, and that's that's if we don't, you know, slip up somewhere else. So I feel I feel better about it. We were we were stuck with Gus. Yeah. I get people that wanted him to get another that wanted to go another year just to get the buyout lower but why would we do why do that at that point the every it's done yeah. um, i think we had all 
a lot of us had reached our breaking point. Mine was, mine wasn't even a, a, a loss last year. It was the Arkansas game. Uh, and y'all can go back and find what I wrote because for some reason y'all let me have the post game <laughs> after that one. And I cracked the shiner and unloaded on every member of that coaching staff because there's no reason that game should have been close. And, and, and especially not come down to a situation where we more or less had to luck into winning it. Um, you know, I, I think I said at that point that Arkansas fans were, you know, I, I understand why they were upset about it, that they had a chance to stop us after we missed the field goal. So, you know, you should have got the stop. But all that to say, I, it, it was time to move on from Gus. Was it a pretty thing? No, it was never going to be. So whenever whenever that divorce happened, it was going to be ugly. Yeah. And we ripped the Band-Aid off. We've, we've got our new coach. I really like how he's leaned into uh, development. You know, we're recruiting needs to improve. That's a concern. But I think we're in a better place now than we were at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 so I, I went on the podcast at the end of spring, I got, probably the week after the 8A game. And I think I said at that point I was just like uninterested almost because uh, after everything that was 2020, and all the drama there and coaching change and, uh, you know, seeing all of our rivals having a ton of success recently, even if it's just in the regular season. Um, uh, I was kind of relegated to, oh, we'll probably win seven games this year and that'll be fine. And hopefully it gets better after that, but I'm not that interested at all. Um, Damn it if they didn't suck me back in, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like I, said, I don't know if it's just reading updates on practice or, um, or, or just walking around campus this afternoon, but uh, I'm ready for football season. Blame, blame it on um, Ferg. Yeah, but we can probably do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, like, I really think Tank has a shot to be the best running back in the SEC, and if you're the best running back in the SEC, you're yeah, one of the best in the country, if not the best. Um, if I really like the defense. I mean, it seems like we've got a lot of uh, maybe NFL guys, even in the secondary. Um, that linebacker, you're bringing back Papo and, and Kobe McLean, who were the better guys in the conference last year. Um, really, there's I think there's three question marks, and if you answer two of them, you have a pretty good year. Uh, and answer in a positive way, I guess. It's can we find a pass rush? Because if you you develop a pass rush, your defense, I think, can be like a top 15 unit nationally. Maybe top 10. They're, they're solid everywhere else. We just don't know about the pass rush. And that has hindered a lot of good defenses the last couple of years for Auburn. Um, does the offensive line get any better? Um, I... I've said every offseason for the last three years, I think they have to, just because it seems like we return a bunch of people every year. And uh, who knows? I don't think there's I any think way it could be to, worse. That's fair. Um, I'm hoping with a new coaching staff that they they learn something new. I don't know. 
Well, they've I, been I'm rotating the every guy. The, the, the thing I, I've, uh, I mean, it's not just something I've taken. They, they've been pretty explicit about it. Um, uh, Coach Harson has been. They're basically back to basics with everybody and teaching everybody how to play football. And um, uh, as part of that, it seems like they're rotating everybody across the front. And as he said in the press conference today, they're cross-beating offensive line. Well, they, they should – and that that's the thing. They should all know how to play all the other – Right. They should I, I know what center, everyone else center is Center, do. guards, and tackles should know how to play the other positions, I think. Um, and, and, you know, in the past, like, we would have – you know, like, we threw Ryan Pugh in there at guard his freshman year, and then he moved to center. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, but he's an extremely talented dude. And I don't know that we've had anybody as talented as Lee Zimba and, and Ryan Pugh straight out of high school. Uh, since. I'll put Reese Mukes up there. Yeah. I mean, Disc Mukes. And then we had Braden Smith. Sure. I, but none of those guys are on this team, is what you're getting at, though. Right. None of those dudes are on this team. Um, and ha- and hadn't been really for Gus like he had maybe one one or two dudes the whole time. Um, so you know, teaching these guys how to play football again um, is is big. I, I like what I'm hearing. Um, I, I, my whole take was if you get if you get a slightly better play out of your offensive line. And slightly better play out of your quarterback. Yeah, that was my third point. Is if Bo takes another step forward, um, and again, you've got a former quarterback as a head coach, a pretty good developer of quarterbacks and offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know. We've been burned on this bridge before of having good offensive coaches that we thought were good offensive coaches, and it didn't work out. Um, but uh, if not now, when, I guess, is the question, for, for Bo, at least. Um, he's kind of do or die at this point. Um, so, yeah, those those three things, pass rush, offensive line, quarterback play. I think if you get positive development in two of those, you get to seven or eight wins. If you get all three of them, you all of a sudden have a pretty good team. If you miss on all three of them, you're fighting for a bowl game. But, um uh, it, it it comes down to those because I'm I'm pretty happy with the roster everywhere else. Um, obviously, wide receiver, there's question marks there, but I think there's enough talent uh, that if you get good quarterback play, you can find something at wide receiver. So I'm I'm not terribly worried there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm ready to have my heart broken again for football season. Um, even if we are terrible, we'll at least get a tailgate. So. That's exactly right. It's true. Amen. You know, we get to we get to work the kinks out with uh, with Akron and Alabama State. I mean, Akron was the the third or fourth worst D one program. Nice. I don't know anything about Alabama State, but I know what it's been like the other you know what it was like the last time they came. Mm -hmm. So I I feel pretty good about. about going into both of those, we we get to sit back, see what we've got, and then we get to go to Happy Valley. And you know what? I'm going to enjoy the heck out of that trip 
I'm glad I'm going. Um, and we'll see what happens. All right. You guys got anything else? Um, shoot. I, I guess not. We'll have, uh, we'll have more football coverage next week. We should know more, right? Yeah. And, uh, like I said, later this week, we'll have a soccer season preview, um, with a special guest. I'm not going to say who that is just yet. Yeah. Has, has James Jones been watching bad batch? Uh, no. Finale is this I week. Haven't. Hopefully I'm not the only one that's going to watch it. So, uh, I've had to because I'm. I have not watched any of Loki. I have not watched any of Falcon and oh, Winter Soldier, and I've not uh, watched any of Bad Batch either. You're not missing. Oh, so Falcon and Winter I am. I am woefully behind on all of it. I don't know why. It's just. I, and, and it's the same reason that I got behind on the on the Marvel movies to begin with. It just. It looks like a mountain to climb. A mountain of sure. content to climb, and I just. I'm like. I, sometimes I just want to watch something I've seen before. Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially at night, like if you're going to like bed or something. That's um, right. I have a weird aversion to watching things I've already seen. Like there, there's uh-huh. very few movies, TV shows, anything that I'd like to rewatch. Um, you would, you would despise. You would have despised living with my uh, uh, old roommate of mine, who would watch the same movie over and 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 over again. Yeah. Just uh, and I mean I, it's not me making fun of him. I've I watch the same thing a lot, but uh, sure. Um, Even for movies I really like, it needs to be several years between viewings for me. Wow! So like the, I, the second time I watched Endgame was two weeks ago. Well, uh, I will say I don't know that I've watched That's a heavier viewing experience. I don't know that I've watched yeah. Endgame against. <laughs> I, but, but I don't even know if I saw it twice like in the, the theater. So, so you've, you've never been back to the theater to watch a movie a second time? The first time I did that was uh, one of the newer Star Wars movies. Because I went opening night and then I went home for the holidays and I had a friend that wanted to go see it. Wow. I don't go for my own viewing. If there's someone else that wants to go see it, I will. Oh man, I just love going to the movies so much. I saw uh, uh, episode one nine times in the theater. Good. I saw I saw uh, uh, the Force Awakens seven times in the theater, and I had I had kids by the time that. Well, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't have kids yet. I've, I've seen one movie multiple times in a movie theater. Wow. And that was Talladega Nights, the Battle oh. of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Funny. You know, I've never watched that movie all the way through. What? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, I I was like psyched to see it when it came out, but then didn't, and then it just kind of slipped through the cracks on me. Gary Cole deserves deserved the Best Supporting Actor Academy Award nomination at a minimum. I don't know what else came out that that year. That could be said about anything Gary Cole's ever been in. That that's also true. I love Gary Cole. Yeah, no, I'm a ah, dude. I see things. I'll, I just love going to the movies so much. I'll just go and 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 I enjoy going to the movies. I'll I'll go see stuff that maybe don't really want to see or just thought it was kind of interesting. Hmm. Usually on those Tuesday uh, stimulus days, five dollar movies. Um, but yeah, I I don't love repeat viewings. Hmm. I yeah, enjoy bored. I'm a big big repeat viewer. I've I mean, obviously, I've seen Star Wars. 500 times but uh 
I've also seen the fast, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I used to, uh, like in high school when I would, uh, uh, be on the computer in my basement, I would just, I'd have on, uh, uh, star Wars a lot while playing star Wars games on my computer. Uh, sure. And then, like, uh, after Fast and Furious came out onto DVD, so most of my senior year, I would usually have that on with uh, commentary. Have you ever watched director's commentary of anything, Ryan? Uh, I have because a friend wanted to watch it. I don't have an aversion to that, but you've got to realize I'm kind of in that post-DVD era where you don't get that. Uh, they they offer it on. It, it shows up on YouTube sometimes. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Well, they they offer it on like Apple Movies has some of it. They're, they they've started doing it more on digital. Um, but yeah, I guess that would be true. You didn't do a lot of DVD. That's a little weird watching DVD had DVDs. Comics. I just like I I didn't spend a lot of time going through the movies. Right. A like L- little weird watching right. DVD commentary with someone else, though. I'd have to say. Uh, so, I mean, it it would never be a. That was the only thing we were doing. It would be like uh We've already watched the movie do that, and then we'll trade baseball cards at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> okay. we, used, we used to do baseball cards in the movie, yeah. All right. And All right. I, I watched – I used to I, – I, the demise of the DVD has uh, was very depressing to someone uh, such as myself who used to love DVD commentary because yeah. it sort of went away for a while. One of the – one of the best lines I've ever heard of, uh, from Ben Affleck was in a DV, in the DVD commentary of Armageddon. Yes, when he, it's the best. When, when he asked why they wouldn't just train astronauts to become drillers, and Michael Bay uh, told him to shut up. Yeah. I believe included an expletive in there that we don't want to get the E tag for. Yeah, right. Uh, that's a that's a that's a really good one oh man uh, i i can also recommend the uh while i don't love the lord of the rings movies uh the dvd commentary is great because it is uh it is like full cast and if maybe i don't think i'm misremembering i think there's separate commentary tracks for different groups of the cast like there's one with all the hobbit actors doing it and then there's another one with other people just cool um yeah, uh, DVD commentary is not what it used to be. Uh, that used to be a selling point of DVDs, and uh, sure. w- when I really noticed it go away was these new Star Wars movies, because that was a big thing with the Star Wars uh, uh, DVDs, was that you got dr- commentary on them, um, even though their DVDs didn't come out until 2008. Um, but uh, the the new Star Wars movies... And also, this actually, I, I I take that back. It was some of the Marvel movies. They stopped putting DVD commentary, releasing those, and then sometimes later on, they released a deluxe edition that had it. Um, and and that that really bummed me out. And it, it's sort of a bummer that they don't do that anymore. But anyway, this has been your movie twenty minutes with yeah, Chief and Ryan and James. I- I well, we, we didn't we didn't spend 15 minutes on Premier League at the beginning of the show. So, oh yeah, that starts. I mean, do you this week. want to? We're st- we're starting this weekend. Uh, I'm not going to stop you, but I'm not going to contribute. Are you going to play? So. You want to play fantasy with us, Ryan? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, yeah. You got to g- kicking in. Uh, we're kicking in money this year because uh, as 
my, my only response, Cheek was making fun of me because <laughs> I wanted to play for money because I don't really care about it unless right. I'm playing for money. And I mean, literally, it's five dollars. Yeah, it's nothing. Uh, but it's something. My my only response to when people asked about that was to uh, use one of my favorite lines from The Wire. Is when Kima <laughs> says, "If I hear the music, I'm gonna dance." <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we're 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 putting the money in to keep James involved, keep his head in the game. Also, I, I'm just I'm getting tired of just running away with the league every year. So you know, <laughs> yeah, dude. We'll see how the uh, James who ended up winning last year on our uh, like SEC picks. Remember, you were the one keeping track. I, uh, I was. Uh, it wasn't me. No, it was not. <laughs> Ryan, you, me, and I, I did fairly well. Josh Black were up towards the top. Um, I would have to go look. Uh, are we gonna are we gonna do that again this year? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, it, it's much easier putting that together is much easier now. As long as we use uh, use that integrated site again, it was it was a pain to put all of that together yeah. before. But now it's uh, it, it's it, it got much easier. You didn't so want to hound us for emails at eight o'clock on Saturday morning <laughs> to get the article yeah. together. As as I have gotten ready to. Uh, ready for game day and I'm waiting for uh, everyone else to get ready so that we can go to the tailgate and I'm putting the article together. No, I don't <laughs> want to do that anymore. All right. Uh, well, I think we'll wrap it up here. Hey, where do you think, uh, think Everton's going to finish this year, James? I'm going to be optimistic. Not first. That's my guess. Sixth. Wow. That is optimistic. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with eight eight, and that's me being optimistic for for an eighth place finish. Uh, it All right, uh, so write that down. James said six. Chief said eight for Everton. We'll revisit that. Uh, I don't even know when. It seems like soccer seasons all the time. So I don't. Know. It is uh, May. May is when you're, what you're looking for. Yeah, uh, it's what it ends. <laughs> uh, it's closest uh, without going over. So if they finish seventh, I win. <laughs> but eight, eight yeah, is higher than seven. Yeah, this is like golf, Ryan. <laughs> but if they if they finish sixth or better, I win. That's true. And, and I really do win in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We all win if they finish sixth or better. Actually, yeah, because that's Europe and. Uh, that means we overperformed. So, good yeah. deal. And there's some there's some large fan large online Premier League fan bases that I get to talk about your crap to if that happens. Yeah, they would like go. to do that. Isn't that the point of sports? It really it is. is. It is. That's uh that's why I'm I'm trying to uh, make some more engagement with our fantasy Premier League this year. So, uh, to get everybody a little more involved. I, I was always uncomfortable kind of doing that because I always win and I am clearly the one that cares the most about it in there usually. Uh, so it kind of just, it was just an awkward thing for me to talk trash about that. Cause it's like, I mean, it's like talking trash to a kid you're beating in basketball. Uh, no offense. I would definitely do that. 
that was one of Chappelle's greatest skits. Yeah. When he's, uh, when he's uh, absolutely killing that kid in the hospital yeah. in yes. Street Hoops. Yes. It's best. So it's it's a, a skit of Cardell Jones is what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. All I think right. that'll do it for this week. We will, uh, you'll hear from us, I guess, me, Crow, and our guest uh, at the end of the week. And we'll be back next week. Uh, update on Paul Camp. Have a War Eagle weekend, as our friend Crow would say. The War Eagle. Not the Southeast.